It's great to be back and search the scriptures today. What a blessing to be able to come in the air every day and open up God's word and share it so freely with so many people, not having to worry about anybody breaking in and saying, you put down that Bible, turn off that mic, shut your mouth, don't be teaching these things. Now at one time, that was a distinct possibility, some kind of scenario like that. And in some parts of the world today, that threat, that kind of threat would be real. But we're blessed in this country to be able to have open access to the radio waves and be able to share the message of Jesus Christ with as many who care to listen. And we're certainly thankful that you care to listen today. And we care about you and we pray for you diligently. We hope that this program, this Bible study is making a difference for good in your life, and that it's helping you come closer and closer to God and equipping you to be better able to make the right decision as to following him his way. We do, again, care about you. And we would love to send you the copy of this program on CD or any of the programs in Search the Scripture. They're always free. All you have to do is contact us and ask for them. Dennis Stackhouse, good to be back with you, brother. Thank you, Gary. I am certainly blessed to be with you today on this program, another time when we get into God's Word and, as the title suggests, search the Scriptures. And we do hope that for all those listening to us, you will find this a time of encouragement for you, a time when you become better acquainted with God and with His Word, and thus better equipped to make decisions that affect your spiritual destiny. You know, Gary, you're right when you think about how blessed we are in this country, uh, being able to produce a radio program like this and have it air without fear of being molested by the authorities. Wow, with as many problems as we perceive take place in this country, we're still so blessed in so many ways. and. Amen. We really need to stop and thank God for that on a regular basis. You know, I, I'm just as guilty probably as anyone of taking those things for granted. So this is for me as much as for anyone. We really need to stop and thank God that we live in this country. Amen. It's hard for me to imagine living anywhere else. Yes, it is. And having all of the freedom and, and just, well accessibility, mm -hmm. the opportunities, mm -hmm. the resources, mm -hmm. and uh, just being as happy yeah. as we have the opportunity to be right here in this country. That's right. Dennis, we're talking about our soul. And in essence, I guess we could say every program on Search the Scriptures is focused on our soul. Mm -hmm. But this is, uh, in a very direct way, the, the mm -hmm. subject of this particular series of studies. We're asking the question, what would you give or take in exchange for your soul? Right. And it goes back to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26, mm -hmm. where Jesus asked that essentially that very question, didn't he? He certainly did. There we read, For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or... What will a man give in exchange for his soul? A rhetorical question. They are. To ask it is to answer it. Mm -hmm. We know the right answer. We do. Man profits nothing mm -hmm. if he gains the whole world mm -hmm. and loses his own soul. 
he should give nothing in exchange for his soul. That's right. Should take nothing in exchange for his soul. Mm -hmm. Soul is more valuable than anything that he could possibly possess in this world and this lifetime. That's exactly right. But while we know those are the right answers, we live otherwise often, don't we? Unfortunately, we do. Uh, as we've said on some of the previous programs in this series, we demonstrate in many cases through the lives that we live that we really don't have the desire to follow God His way or to obey Him completely or to demonstrate faithfulness. We looked in our kind of the introductory program to this series of studies, we went back to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 and we noted how Paul talked about that we have been given all the spiritual blessings in the mm -hmm. heavenly places in Christ. Right. Now, in Christ being the qualifier there, yes. indicating what he was about to start to list out mm -hmm. as these spiritual blessings were to the faithful Christian, not to the world in general. That's right. When we looked through the next 12 verses or so, mm -hmm. and repeatedly, the qualifier again was expressed in those verses, mm -hmm. in him, in Christ. Mm -hmm. Again, so not talking about everybody, but, right. but only about the faithful Christian. Mm -hmm. We looked at a tremendous list there, mm -hmm. didn't we? we? It was sure a long did. list. Yes, it was. Redemption, forgiveness of sins, mm -hmm. adoption by God into his family, mm -hmm. uh, chosen in yes. him. Yeah, it just went on and on. Yes. And when we thought about all of those blessings that were enumerated in that particular text of Scripture, it's a pretty heady list. Indeed. And when you stop and, and, and com, com, uh, consider that in comparison to what Jesus asked in Matthew 16 and verse 26, what would you give or take in exchange for your soul? What is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? That should help us understand better. Mm -hmm. Nothing compares with the value of our soul. That's right. You know, we said if you were able to, and certainly we can't do it, but if you could somehow put a monetary value on all of those spiritual blessings that Paul listed there in the first chapter of Ephesians, there's nothing that would compare with it. It would be absolutely priceless. Stand alone, wouldn't it? It certainly would. In a class or category, all its own. Mm-hmm. Now, we looked at the context in, or began to look at the context in, in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 27, mm -hmm. wherein Jesus asked that question. Now, we went back to try to get a better perspective on that context by looking at the fuller context by going back to verse 21 and reading through mm -hmm. verse 23. Mm -hmm. And that really set up verses 24 through 27. Yes, it does. And there, Jesus tells the apostles that, and seemingly, I think, we're to understand before long, mm -hmm. he was going to have to go to Jerusalem. He was going to mm -hmm. suffer some things from the chief priests and the elders and the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. And he was going to be killed. Right. And be raised the third day. Correct. Now, Peter steps in, and as you pointed out, impetuous Peter. <laughs> He steps in and he, he tells Jesus, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. And probably Peter had good intentions. Oh, I would think in so. In 
as the scripture says there, rebuking mm-hmm. <laughs> the Lord. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And, and Jesus responded to Peter's statement by saying, get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to say, you're a hindrance to me. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he, he says that you're thinking of things of men and not things of God. That's right. And I think what he's saying there is you're not focused on the big picture here. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about this physical life and this body, mm-hmm. this world. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you about my mission mm-hmm. and my mission has eternal consequences. I came to this world to go to that cross and mm-hmm. die. That's right. You know, there are several passages in the New Testament we could point to, Gary, that speak to this very thing. They tell us very point blank, Jesus came to the world to die for sin. Very simple, very succinct, very much to the point. That was his mission. And thank God he did. Exactly. And literally, thank God he did. Now, we then began to focus on verses 24 through 27 in Matthew 16. Mm -hmm. And we looked in our last program specifically at verse 24, where Jesus says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself Mm -hmm. and take up his cross and follow me. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how that means making a commitment. Oh, yes. And when we looked at Luke's account in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, Mm -hmm. Luke says daily we should take up our cross. That's right. Of course, Jesus saying that, Luke recording it, his Mm -hmm. words, Mm -hmm. daily. Right. So this is a lifestyle that we're to live. Yes, it is. Now, let's look at verse 25. Read that again, if you would, please. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That sounds kind of like double talk, doesn't it? It can if you don't really think about what you're reading, yes. Yeah, just surface level reading. Mm -hmm. We'd say, well, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You find your life, you lose it. You lose your life for my sake, you find it. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got to get a little deeper, don't we? We sure do. We've got to understand that Jesus is making a comparison here to between the spiritual life Mm -hmm. and the physical life. That's right. And so if if somebody is all focused primarily on their physical life Mm -hmm. and they say, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to save my life, to have a good life, to Mm -hmm. protect my life, Mm -hmm. they're going to lose their life. They're going to lose their spiritual life. Yes, which is far more important than the physical. But if they focus properly on their spiritual life and Mm -hmm. give it the proper nurturing and Mm -hmm. attention, Mm -hmm. well, then they're going to save their life, literally, Mm -hmm. spiritually, for all of eternity. Yes, and that's what Jesus is referring to when he speaks about the one who loses his life for our Lord's sake. And I think it goes back to the previous verse It speaks about denying ourselves. Yes. It's a matter of perspective, isn't it? It certainly is. Let's look at some some examples of this kind of commitment and perspective. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10. And how about reading verses 37 through 39? He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me 
is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Verses 38 and 39 are parallel to verses uh, 24 and 25 in mm -hmm. Matthew 16, aren't they? They certainly are. Now, but here it, it broadens it somewhat mm -hmm. because in verse 37 of Matthew 10, he says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He mm -hmm. who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Mm -hmm. So again, it's a matter of perspective. We've got mm -hmm. to, and priorities, we've got right. to put everything in our life in proper perspective mm -hmm. and place the proper priorities on them. Mm -hmm. And Jesus has to come before all of them. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to point out, Gary, from this passage, uh, there are those who will look at it and say, well, Jesus is telling me I can't love my family. No, that's not, not what, what Jesus is saying. As you pointed out, it's a matter of priority. We need to love Jesus. We need to love God first and foremost. It doesn't say we're not to love our father or mother or son or daughter. Just in the proper place. That's correct. Now, let's, let's look at John chapter 12. John chapter 12. And how about reading verses 24 through 26? Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. This is a really intriguing comparison between a seed and a human life. It is. The human life wrapped in the spiritual life. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus says, you got this grain of wheat, or we could call it a seed of any kind, mm -hmm. apple seed, corn seed, mm -hmm. mustard seed, mm -hmm. you know, blueberry seed, whatever. Mm -hmm. We've got this seed. As long as we've got that seed in its present form as a seed, nothing's going to happen to that. That's right. But God has designed within that seed the ability for it to transform into an apple seed, into an apple tree that produces apples as its fruit. Mm-hmm a corn seed into a corn stalk that produces ears of corn full of kernels of corn mm -hmm. as its fruit. Yes. A cucumber seed to mm -hmm. grow into a cucumber vine that produces cucumbers as its fruit. And mm -hmm. we could go on and on and on. That's right. Hopefully we get the illustration. Mm -hmm. But that can't happen. Those plants cannot come forth. The fruit cannot be born unless that seed stops being a seed. That's exactly right. <laughs> and you're probably a better, you know, agriculture, you know, uh, farmer and, and uh, agriculture student than I am. I think you do a lot of gardening. Mm -hmm. That seed 
has to be put into the ground mm-hmm. and it has to die as mm-hmm. a seed. Yeah, that's right. You know, you think about it from that standpoint, Gary, and many of our listeners may be involved in growing gardens at home as well. When you go into the store to buy seeds in the spring to put into your garden, you look at the various packages and it might be corn or it might be green beans, it might be cucumbers, whatever. You don't see the plants growing out of those packages because the seed is still in the seed form. It hasn't died yet. That's right. But you purchase those packages of seeds and you take it home, you prepare your soil, and as you said, you plant it into the ground, the seed dies, and then through God's plan that he has put into order. Marvelous design. A marvelous design. It produces whatever it's supposed to produce. Corn, green beans, cucumbers, carrots, whatever. Amazing. It really is. From that little seed. It really is. You think about it. I mean, you know, for many of us who've seen probably a seed of corn, there isn't much to it. No. Looks kind of shriveled up, looks dry, doesn't look like it could do anything. You put that in the ground, it dies. That produces a corn stalk maybe six to eight feet tall, and it probably produces two to three ears of corn on it. Amazing. And those ears of corn are covered with kernels, new kernels of, of corn. corn. Exactly right. And we eat those, don't we? And they're good. They're pretty good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Paul goes into some more detail in this particular text, beginning with verse 36 and reading through verse 38. Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. Now there's the same principle that we read back in John chapter 12, verses 24 through 26. Mm -hmm. The seed has to give up its identity as a seed Mm -hmm. in order to become what God has designed it to become. That's right. It has that potential. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a marvelous design. Now let's drop down a little bit here in in 1 Corinthians 15. And uh, let's, let's... see where Paul makes the application. Go back to verse 40, or go down to verse 42 mm-hmm. and read through for verse 44. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Now, there's there's the the, the application Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we're supposed to get from John chapter 12 and certainly Mm -hmm. from 1 Corinthians 15, verses 36 through 38. Yes. We, if we want to be with God in heaven for eternity, we're going to have to give up our basic physical identity mm-hmm. in this world. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're this flesh, this, this, this body of flesh walking around. But if we want to be the best that we can be, if we want to 
ultimately obtain that eternal life that God has offered to us and designed us to be able to become, then we're going to have to give up this identity here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we're going to have to give focus to our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. As Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, except a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And you know, Paul said something very similar that uh, relates to this, Gary, in Galatians 2, verse 20. I think he's speaking about this very same concept. We need to be focused on the spiritual aspect of our lives. There he said, very familiar passage to many of our listeners, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. An incredible statement by Paul. Oh, just so rich and so full of meaning. Yes, and one that we all ought to try to incorporate into our individual lives. Mm -hmm. Faithfulness is not a happenstance kind of thing. No, it's not. Jesus said at the end of Revelation 2 and verse 10, Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Exactly. Now, this plays into what we're studying here about how we need to put our physical life, our physical well-being, our personal desires and dreams and assets into the place of priority that is behind and subservient to our dedication to Jesus. That's absolutely correct. And if we do that properly, we're not giving up life. We are finding true life. We're gaining rather than losing. Absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What a tremendous lesson for us to study and learn. It is. We're going to have to stop here and come back and pick up next time. But hopefully people are, 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 are being able to relate to this important study because this has importance for everybody's life. It really does. And we all need to be looking for and making the proper applications on a personal basis. We do. If you'd like to receive that free Bible study that we offer every day, please contact us and ask for it. And you can see how you can change your focus and look toward the most important life, and that is eternal life with God in heaven forever and ever. Contact us today.